This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating whenever you get your podcast too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. We have identified a new variant of coronavirus, which may be associated with the fastest spread in the southeast of England. London is going into Tier 3. It was confirmed in the Commons by Health Secretary Matt Hancock. I need to tell the House that over the last week, we've seen very sharp exponential rises in the virus across London, Kent, parts of Essex and Hertfordshire. We do not know the extent to which this is because of the new variant, but no matter its cause, we have to take swift and decisive action, which unfortunately is absolutely essential to control this deadly disease while the vaccine is rolled out. But listeners to this podcast will know it's been on the cards for at least a week because infection rates were starting to rise even as lockdown was still in force. New figures show the increase is not slowing, hence ministers have brought forward the announcement by two days. So the city's on very high alert. Pubs have to shut their doors and go back to takeaways. Hotels have to close, so do cinemas and theatres. Don't go mixing with other households unless it's in a big open space like a park and there's not more than six of you. Go to standard.co.uk for the full list of the rules. Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil is here. Nicholas, we know the government was trying to avoid this in London, so why have they done it? Well, the, the, the feeling now is that cases are rising exponentially in some parts of London. And if that happens, then there's a very significant danger that um, you lose control of the epidemic and it just spirals higher and higher. And the, the, the longer you allow that to happen, then the tougher restrictions you need to bring in to bring it back under control. And we got a, an early inkling, didn't we, that something was going to happen when we heard that there was an emergency meeting at Downing Street. Yes, the Evening Standard picked up early this morning that the Prime Minister was chairing uh, a meeting of the COVID-O Operations Committee. This is a committee which can take decisions about tiering for different parts of the country. MPs also from London, Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire were briefed this morning by a health minister and senior health officials about outbreaks in the area. So there was very much a feeling from early this morning that London was on the brink of tier three. And we can get a sense of the scale of the problem, can't we, Nick, with the figures that are out today on infection rates? 
No, the figures for London are, are looking very grim. We've had nearly 24,000 cases in a week. Five London boroughs have seen more than 1,000 new cases in a week. And these are confirmed cases, people testing positive. The real number of cases is actually several times higher. And in some boroughs, the cases are jumping by 74%, for example, in Enfield. So very, very sharply. And this is going to be basically heartbreaking for a lot of those businesses who have worked so hard to keep things going during this pandemic, isn't it, Nick? I mean, we had celebrations over the vaccine just a couple of weeks ago, and now we have this. This pandemic is a roller coaster ride, isn't it? Yes, it, it very much is. And um, for businesses, especially in the hospitality sector, who have been preparing for, for the run-up to Christmas, having seen lockdown finally end, this, this will be very, very devastating news to be told that you can get back to business and then that, have that rug pulled away so quickly will infuriate many businessmen and women. Will this affect that relaxation of rules that the government is introducing at Christmas to allow families to get together for a few days over the festive period? Currently, the government are not doing that, but I suspect they will come under more and more pressure to do so. And certainly some MPs on this briefing call with uh, the minister this morning were asking why put areas into Tier 3 then relax the whole system to allow people to socialise over Christmas and then put areas back into Tier 3. And the other question has to be, Nick, when will we come out of Tier 3? It's likely to, to last into the new year and then it's really how quickly people can be vaccinated, especially the elderly. Well, once you've vaccinated pensioners and, and people who are vulnerable for other reasons, then you can start to think about relaxing measures or if you can bring the disease under control through restrictions such as tier three and possibly even tighter restrictions than tier three. Certainly my understanding is that there have been discussions about whether you actually may need to close schools or may need to close non-essential shops again. And we have full coverage of the story in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk now. Schools can stay open in Tier 3, but two London boroughs have decided to close them anyway, even before the announcement. Greenwich and Islington said classes are going online in the last few days before the Christmas break. Our education editor, Anna Davis, is here. Anna, are we expecting other areas to follow suit? Yes, it's it's a pretty fast-moving situation, isn't it? And I think that's the question all parents want to know at the moment. The Department for Education still wants all schools to stay open until the end of term which for most people is Friday, and that's the official advice um, they're being given. But yes, as you said, Greenwich announced last night that all schools, it wants all its schools to close as of the end of play today. And Islington just today said that they're going to advise schools to shut tomorrow, so Tuesday. It's not much time. It's not much notice for parents who are working to sort out their lives and sort out childcare. It's also not much notice for teachers because they're not just closing. They're supposed to move all their learning online. 
Yeah, it's a tough one. Schools, I, I spoke to the Association for School and College Leaders today and they've just called it a complete mess, which um, it, it sounds like it is because schools are being told different things. On one hand, in Islington and Greenwich, the local authorities are saying close down. The Department for Education is saying stay open. So, yes, we, we may wake up tomorrow with uh, with even more closing. So there are obviously the logistical issues that you've mentioned there, issues for the staff, issues for parents. Are there, though, this time educational issues? We are in the last week of Christmas. It was a long time since I've been at school, but I didn't do a lot in the last week of Christmas, Anna. Yes, normally, I suppose you do wind down, don't you, and have Christmas parties. But I think people have lost so much time during the first lockdown. You know, many, many weeks of work has been lost. And exams are still going going ahead in 2021. So GCSE and A-level students are still going to be trying to catch up on all the work that's been missed. So I think schools are just trying to make the most of every moment they've got. Um, exams have been delayed by three weeks to allow them to um, to catch up on lost work. So I do think that every day matters at the moment. And then I guess there must also be a fear that this will continue back into January when schools are supposed to go back. Yeah, there is a fear. Actually, Islington has said that they are advising schools not to reopen until January the 11th. So it's about an extra week off where they will be doing lessons from home. But lessons from home, as we know, can't replace actually being in school. And, you know, if you've got a lovely setup at home with with computer and a quiet area to work and parents who are encouraging you, then you'll you'll miss out on not very much but there as we know there are many children in London who don't have that and for them school is not just lessons but it's a a place of safety and a place of calm and teachers can sort of keep a watchful eye on them. So obviously it's going to be very hard for pupils in those kinds of situations. I wonder in general though how it's going to affect the teachers because we know because they've spoken to you they've worked so hard to make this work under coronavirus restrictions there must be a kind of fatigue going to hit them if it's going to be constantly changing and at this short notice yeah i think the short notice thing is what they all complain about i know in the in the current situation you can't always do much about it because it's a fast moving situation but really to be told the day before that you're going to have to move all lessons online is hard, is hard, you know, it's difficult. And also a lot of them are parents themselves. So they're going to have to, if their child's school is closing, they're going to have to work out how to look after their kids, how to put all their lessons back online again, um, you know, in the run up to Christmas. Although they are very well practised at it now. And a lot of schools have got online learning um, sort of going on alongside normal lessons because many children are not able to get to school because they're isolating and and bubbles are are closed down. That online message is is quite important for those children who think that they've got the rest of the week off now, isn't it, Anna? There is still some work to be done. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they're not saying that school's out um, as of tonight. They're saying school is back online. So it's back in front of the laptop um, instead of, sadly, having their Christmas lunches and Christmas parties at school. And that's the leader. Keep up to date with our live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow.
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 